This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This NFL Draft podcast is presented by Hancock Whitney Bank and HancockWhitney.com. Your dream, our mission. At Hancock Whitney, this is our guiding principle. Visit HancockWhitney.com. Your dream, our mission. At Hancock Whitney, this is our guiding principle. And frankly, it's not hard to live up to because we care. We care because this community is our community and our clients, our friends and neighbors. They deserve the very best and they get it. From financial expertise to five-star service, tell us about your dreams and we'll make it our mission to help you achieve them. Visit HancockWhitney.com today. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And the NFL Draft will be uh, Thursday in... Las Vegas, where the Raiders are now at uh, Alliant, Allegiant Stadium. I keep getting that mixed up with the Texans. Reliant. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And it's going to be great. Blake and I will be there. We're excited. I've never, I've been to the Super Bowl, but I haven't been to the draft. I'm actually more excited about that, that we're going to Vegas for the draft. Compliments of the New Orleans Saints. And uh, we're excited to have... NFL Chuck, Cleveland Browns superfan Chuck Mullins with us to talk about the NFL draft today. What could play out on Thursday? I think that's going to be the bulk of the the show here. Um, Not so much Friday and Saturday, but what what could go on Thursday and what it looks like. And we welcome in Chuck Mullins, and I've got Blake Scott with me, and I'm your host, Bo Bounds, and this is the Out of Bounds Show on 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Chuck? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. It's great to be back. Uh, my invitation to the draft must have gotten lost in the mail. I was on Blake. I was on Blake. I think it went to spam. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I, you and I were talking before we got on here. I think that it's the best non-actual game activity that you could try to yeah. attend. Um, I've loved it since it 
you know, was on Saturday and Sunday all day. And I would just spend You've my been watching this thing yeah. for years. And it's I love the fact that it's gotten so mainstream where now you've got Thursday prime time where there are draft parties with, you know, not just guys, but women love this stuff. Absolutely. And you and I were talking, it's a red carpet. It's a red carpet thing. And especially in Vegas. So I'm excited for you guys. It's going to be fun. I, I'm going to live uh, vicariously through you. We'll be sending you pics. Thank you. I, I, I would appreciate that. I'll be sitting on my couch eating some wings. <laughs> but still having a good time. Oh, absolutely. All right. So NFL Chuck, Chuck Mullins with us, Blake Scott. I'm your host, Bo Bounce. And here we go. Now, I want to start with, you sent me a text that you think this draft mirrors the 2013 draft. Why? All right. So just for a recap, for if you're not a draft geek like me, a 2013 draft had one quarterback taken in the first round, EJ Manuel, Florida State. It's incredible. Think about that. Say that, say that one more time. Yeah, one QB in one the first QB round. One QB taken, and the second one was Geno Smith, who is <laughs> in the second round. He's still with the Seahawks, okay? Um, I don't – EJ was shouldn't have been a first-rounder, but that was that was – you know, a mistake by the team that took him. But when you're looking at the 2013 draft, it was heavy on linemen and non-skill players. And, uh, you know, for instance, you know, the number one pick was Eric Fisher, left tackle. And Eric Fisher's still playing in the league. He's sure. not going to – he's not an elite left tackle. And I say that because I couldn't do what he does, but I'm just talking about compared with the true no elite. Uh, Luke Jokel from Texas A&M was the second pick. Uh, you had, I think uh, – for instance, Barkevius Mingo went to the Browns at six overall. Um, Dion, I'm, the guy from Oregon, I just slipped my mind. Jordan? Dion Jordan was number four overall to the yeah. Dolphins. And, you know, he was out, he's been out since 2014 or 15 in the league. So I, I say all that in, in, in this draft coming up, it's going to be, first of all, the wide receivers are, have the potential to be great. And, and there could be six wide receivers in the first round. And those guys are legit. But okay. the the quarterbacks, you know, uh, there's no consensus first on who's number one. True. And then there's no consensus on, hey, should we even draft a quarterback in early? Should right. we wait to the 20s? Right. Are these guys good enough to come in and do – Carry it. Yeah. And, and it's a big concern because you don't want to burn a, a, a young quarterback. But you're going to see offensive tackles. You're going to see edge rushers okay. who are going to – I mean, you could see – Five to six OT offensive tackle, tackles and seven edge defenders, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they've got their own niche. They're edge defenders. They're not you know defensive ends. These are the guys that get to the quarterback. Right. And so when it when it comes down to that, when they're when you see the run on the wide receivers, be it Garrett Wilson or uh, Landon Drake from a USC, it's going to start quickly with that. Alave, yeah, Alave. When you know how they value those skill packets you know, what they want for their teams. But I think – I wouldn't be shocked if in the first 15, 16 picks, you don't see a quarterback taken. Really? Yeah. Really? I, 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 it wouldn't shock me a bit because – So, every – well, it's totally changed since 2013 because this is fascinating what has happened in the league. Yep. I know you're getting that. Yep. It's since 2013. Only one QB taken. Last year, they were just trying to find him in the closet. Yeah. I mean, Trey Lance got a – jab at it with 16 starts in the in college so all right you think that that could hold though 
through I, the I, first I 10, 12, maybe 14 picks. And, and, and this is why. The Panthers are obviously at six. Mm-hmm. They're definitely looking for a quarterback. So um, they they can they can survive with um, uh, the quarterback they have now, Jets Darnold. You know they can get through another year and, ba- and get a backup. But they you know, and this is something conceptually I want you to think about that I texted you last night. The 2011 NFL uh, deal with the Players Association. What it did is it set a rookie scale, and it changed the whole structure of the NFL. Um, because you used to have to, when you got a quarterback in the top five or number one overall, you're paying him like he was Tom Brady. Like Sam Bradford. Sam, well, he's the last, he got that's $50 a, million. It's a dollars. Perfect, it's, that's that's a perfect example. It. He's the last one. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Well, now teams are trading away their first and second round picks because they're and they're going for established veterans. Look at what the Rams did. Um, and I think their general manager had a, a, a T-shirt that said, F those picks. Right. And they won the Super Bowl. And they went out and got a proven quarterback. They had proven wide receivers, defenders. And so you you see teams that are now more willing to put that money that they used to have to spend on rookies into veterans. So let's get back to the Panthers. Do they really think that any of the top five quarterbacks, let's say, you know, we've got Pickett, Ritter, Malik, uh, Corral. Do they think those guys – Sam Howell. Do they think that, oh, this is the guy at six that we think we're going to change our franchise with? Okay. And I don't see – or can we get some weapons for our quarterback now, be it offensive lineman or one of these wide receivers, to help us now? Because maybe next year we can get a veteran quarterback in, in free agency. Uh, and, and so I think that's just a way that, that I can see that playing out. Now, I'm not saying if you look at Malik – and his skill set, he's got the highest ceiling in the class. I mean, he I'm not saying this. He's a poor man's Mahomes. He could be that type of player. It just takes a very good scouting staff to look at a kid that played at Liberty and see how he would – those skills will translate to the NFL because it's going to be a big difference. So Malik Willis, let's, let's talk about that. NFL Chuck with us on the Out of Bounds show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds, Blake Scott with me. Um, Mahomes got to redshirt. And people forget that. And they really do. I mean. And one year is an eternity in the NFL. If if you have the player that wants to take that time to learn and apply that. And and obviously he did. Uh, I was shocked. And this is how little I know about evaluating NFL quarterbacks. When Kansas City jumped up as far as they did, to get him. Uh, because, you know, in college, he ran a system which was uh, yeah. running gun. Yeah. So, but Kansas City saw that, and they shaped their offense around him which to do smart. that. It is smart. Rather than trying to make him a drop-back quarterback, similar to what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, play to the strengths, it makes sense, and that's what they did. So if you got Malik Willis coming in, where does he fit? In my opinion, all of these quarterbacks, the top four or five, Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, Corral, uh, Ritter, if they went to an established team in the 20s, or maybe even the Saints at 16. Or the Steelers. Or the Steelers. They would be better off. 
like Matt Jones going to the Patriots. You and I discussed Matt Jones last year. We were not sold on him, but he structured his game around that quarterback. Okay. And rather than taking— So that's what you think about all three. Correct. Of the guys that have the bus with Willis, Pickett, and Corral. Correct. Okay. Uh, That's, you know, and I'm not saying I lump them in similarly, but I think that if—it's almost like any quarterback. Obviously, if they went to an established team, they would do better. But I just don't see these guys being game changers. Well, look at Trevor Lawrence last year. He was, I think, the— Terrible franchise. Terrible franchise, but he was coming out one of the highest-ranked draft prospects of all time. No doubt. So, But even he could not— They couldn't score. And with that skill set that we actually witnessed, I mean, how many games did Trevor play? Was it three seasons and championships? And He won it as a freshman. Yeah, I mean, so he had the skill set. But it just shows that, yeah, you can get a great quarterback, but you have to have those pieces. And so the Panthers have got to look. They're awful. They're awful. I mean, they've got McCaff- they may have to trade McCaffrey just to get draft capital, and that's how. I mean, they're just, just, and this is a Browns fan saying, "I can look at a roster." That was a terrible contract, kind of like Zeke's. It's you know, it's it's the day and the, age, and no when running. When you backs. and I were growing up, that somewhat made sense. Although Jimmy Johnson basically did this; he's so far ahead of the curve in '88 or '89. He just totally bust the bubble when he said. We're shipping Herschel for a bunch of assets, uh, draft picks. So, anyway, go ahead. Well, I mean, and that's a good point because the, the value of the running back is it, it, so funny. It's it, it, Look, you can see the dichotomy of the running back value going down and offseason the wide receiver value no doubt. is just blows your mind. And that's why I think these six or seven potential first-round wide receivers that, you know, that could the, – they look – the NFL looks at those guys as game changers yeah. now. That's where they run their offense, be it the little short screens. I mean, how many how many Mahomes short screens to Tyreek Hill <laughs> have we seen in the last couple of years that break for 30, 40 yards? It, it's tough to def- – and I think that's where we're going as a – even though, hey, I like Nick Chubb in, in my backfield, and I'll take sure. him. Sure. And, 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 and NFL Chuck, Cleveland Browns super fan, as Blake gave him that uh, name on the show. Uh, but only those things only matter, and I'll disagree. The contract for McCaffrey wasn't bad. The contract for McCaffrey is only bad because your quarterback play went from decent to absolute garbage the day after you signed him. If you sign a Christian McCaffrey and you're at the Chiefs or you're at the Saints when Peyton is rolling or you're at L.A. or even Shanahan in, 40, in, in San Francisco, that a player of McCaffrey's caliber is still usable. You still sign that Yeah, kid. but I think I can come within a whisker of his productivity – with other guys, and there, there's like the Tony issue. Pollard. Well, well, that's the thing. You run the numbers. If you look at that, the you know NFL owners and coaches don't care about your fantasy teams and your fantasy <laughs> points. Right. They're going to have three. Like Belichick has three running backs, right? And he's going to he doesn't care if he, your guy scores. No. And you know, but I, I mean that's the way that teams are doing it now, yeah. rather than you know dumping the money into a Zeke or a McCaffrey. Uh, just spread it out over three guys. I mean, the Browns have three quality running backs with Chubb, Hunt. Like I would and never sign Chubb again. Get two more years out of it's, him. It's tough to say. And but, then you gotta you gotta roll because you can find somebody else for uh one point one million instead of nineteen million or whatever it is. Well, going. that's what you have to do. You have to do it's a business. You have to look at it that way. 
Um, and you know the life of a running back now. So that's why there are not going to be any running backs selected in the first <laughs> round. I, I, let's just, you know, that's just not going to happen. It's not today's NFL. Now, I will say this. And, uh, again, quarterback evaluation, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, not a quarterback evaluator. Um, but I can see all of these quarterbacks, the top four or five, fitting, except Sam Howell, fitting within today's NFL RPO. Absolutely. And that's what makes it more interesting than it did, you know, when we were growing up and you had the statues. Yeah. Marino and Fouts. And that's who you were looking for. Now you're looking for that player that can run these unique NFL RPOs. If your quarterback cannot run the RPO and, and have a threat to run, like Baker Mayfield couldn't run last year and our RPOs, nobody was falling for. If you don't have that, you're not going to have a success because most NFL offenses are built around that. Right. I mean, and so I will say this, that all those quarterbacks can run that type of offense, which makes their valuation, you know, if you're, if you're going to do that, they need those parts around them. All right. At Hancock Whitney, it's our mission to help clients achieve their dreams. Our clients are friends and neighbors. They deserve the very best from financial expertise to five-star service. Visit HancockWhitney.com and let us make your dream our mission. NFL Chuck, Chuck Mullins on the show. All right, so you referenced the 2011-2013 draft. Um, Blake, what do you think? Quarterback? All right, how about this, Chuck? If you had to bet me a Kessler Prime dinner <sighs> that we get a quarterback in the top 10, draft in the top 10. Yes I know no? who I know who I would pick. Who would you pick? And it would be Malik Willis. Um, just I'll tell our listeners what you told me before the show. Why you would pick Malik Willis? And you're you like Matt Corral a lot? Okay, sure. But you mentioned something, yeah. And I want to see what Blake has to say about this. Okay, so you asked me. You said why isn't Corral getting any love? And I was just looking at this stuff the last two days, and I look at Matt Corral, and he's six one. He's two fifteen. Okay. And so if I'm going to draft an NFL quarterback in today's NFL RPO system, if he's going to be that size, which is undersized, he's got to have elite measurables, meaning he's got to have these, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes escapability, Lamar Jackson missability. He's got to, and I don't see that for his, his, his uh, physical set. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean he can't, you know, in the second round, like you and I talked about, go to an established team. And do those things, but my six-one quarterbacks have got to be the best athletes on the field. Okay. I had a six-one quarterback in Cleveland, and he was athletic looking in college, but he, but it didn't translate. Not at that level. And well, it didn't translate. What's the the in the NFL? They say if you're going to be bad in one area, you have to be perfect in another area. So Drew Brees is someone who comes to mind. Not athletic at all, tongue in cheek, compared to like what he's talking about with RPO quarterbacks. But what was he amazing at? Well, he's the best single player ever to place a ball in someone's hand 40 yards downfield, right? Like the most accurate quarterback yeah. the NFL's ever seen. And Sean Payton has referenced him as off the chart super cerebral. So when people say, oh, well, Drew Brees did it. Oh, well, Russell Wilson did it. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, well, here's 9,000 people who didn't <laughs> that's do true. it. And and that's that's a great point because people want to look at a Russell Wilson, you know, 5'11", they forget that his hands are 11 inches, you know, and he's a Super athlete, baseball player. Yeah, he's fast. He's smart. He's got a strong arm. He's and also, built great from the hips down. And also, he can, I, I, didn't, you know, he, he, he goes third or fourth round, third round, third yeah. round, late so, third round. Again, that's a guy who came out of Dak college went fourth. I, 
and, and so you can get those guys. And now nowadays, if they the same players came out in today's Be different. big difference. Now it's acceptable to have that running type right. quarterback. Back then, it was still like, man, do we want to waste our... Both should have been top 20 picks. Oh, absolutely. Looking back, you can you can say that, and people didn't know how to grade Dak. Right. Um, Wilson is a strange, because he was always good at NC yes, State, and we transferred to Wisconsin. Hell, they went to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, different, different era. I mean, Dak took Mississippi State to the Orange Bowl. When you're at that level program, people... Anyway, I see where you're going there. So, you're thinking no on the top 10. And it may even bleed into the teens as far as Malik Willis being the first one picked. It, 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 imagine if, you know, I, I see the running – it could start at six with the Panthers. Right. A lot of, you know, Dane Bugler has suggested that that's where that. it's going to have. I get that. But if they could – everybody, you know, in fantasy football when you're drafting – yeah. And you don't want to take a quarterback in the first two rounds. You want to go running back, wide receiver, or something. Sure. But then you'll have that guy that Always. starts to run on the quarterbacks in the second or first round. Yeah. And then all the quarterback. Yeah. All right. Because that's his favorite player. That's it. And you can see that happening. But if everybody just holds what they have, and the Saints could be there at 16. Ooh. With a. That'd be wild. I know. And they could have their pick of which quarterback they think can take them wherever. And of course, sure. with. I think they got the same offensive system that they've had for years. Yeah, they kept Carmichael. Right. So same offensive coordinator and, you know, smart guy, obviously under Peyton. But that's that's the way it should play out. Everybody should just hold what they have. Uh, I don't see – of course, Charles Cross has been big time going to New Orleans, and they may trade up for him, which, and you know – he's He's got so much potential. Uh, he hadn't even really scratched the surface on what he's going to do. And the Giants and the Panthers like him too. Well, Jeff. I guess what I'm I, I'm saying: Would you rather have a ten to twelve year left tackle, right tackle, right wide receiver, or take your top ten pick and you know roll the dice on this quarterback that you know you can't? I hate being that guy, but these aren't the guys that we've had in years past. Okay, um, you know. All you have to do is look back to Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. So I get where you're going. Thirty, it's it's your one pick, and if you feel nothing's a sure thing, but if you feel really confident that Charles Cross or Alave or whoever is going to give you ten years yeah. in the NFL, that is an eternity it, and an enormous amount of value. It is, and then that way you don't have to worry about that petition. But let me let me ask you a question: <clears throat> Is Baker Mayfield better? than any quarterback in this draft right now? Probably. Is Jimmy Garoppolo yes. better? Okay. Well, those are two NFL starters that you could have That's good. at a that you know you've seen their work in the NFL rather than you know, rolling the dice. Right. And both are going to be available. That's right. Um, and, and so those are, like I said, you know, Denver went through it for years trying to get that after Manning. Payton left. Yeah. And they couldn't. They drafted quarterbacks high. They got, you know. And it was I, John Elway. And, and, yeah, well, anyway, don't get me started. Uh, but then there's like, you know, let's just get Russell Wilson to come here. Right. We've seen him play. Right. That's the new NFL. No, I, I got you. And, and it, this, Jimmy G, Baker have proven. Right. They can win. I mean, right. they have, and they've taken. You know, well, my guy took a horrible franchise and did it, and no and you know, I know, I understand upgrading. It's a business, but he he could go to those situations. I mean, he's not going to play in a in a 
more tumultuous environment than he did in Cleveland. There is no dysfunctional, however you want to put it, it's not going to happen. So he could go to the Panthers and be an immediate upgrade rather than trying to get a Malik Willis. I'm with you. So anyway, that's okay. that's the new structure of what I was thinking talking like to my the son. The, the only on difference in that, and I understand where Chuck's going, and I agree, like in a specific situation, those instances do work out. Denver, like they were with Peyton, is built to win within the next three to five year window, which is an eternity in the NFL. You can't do that. Nine out of ten times, you cannot do that with a rookie quarterback, right? So going to get a Russell makes sense. For the Panthers, I've always said, well, Baker Mayfield would make sense at Carolina, and it might help save um, Matt Rule's job, but does it make sense for Carolina, the franchise, long-term? No. Do you know why? Because they have to pay Baker Mayfield. Mm. I don't have to pay Malik Willis. I don't have to pay uh, Matt Corral. I don't have to pay Kenny Pickett. So that's what we're all weighing. And and, and see, you're talking to a guy who has a team that didn't have a quarterback for 20 years. Oh, I get it. No, I, I get it. The so, value of, of a quarterback. I mean, we, we don't have to go through the list of, you know, the Brandon Whedons and all those guys, the Manzels and your, oh you know, God. I got more jerseys hanging in my closet and, you know, uh, Brady Quinn. And, you yeah. know, so we <laughs> look, I get that. But your fiscal, irresp- listen, your fiscal irresponsibility <laughs> doesn't so dictate but NFL, NFL hiring. Do you know process. how hard it is to miss on that many draft picks? It's it's statistically more probable to hit on one than to miss on them all. I agree, but you can't take <laughs> anecdotal evidence that's an outlier and apply it to the rest of the league. Car- Cleveland's inability to select a quarterback is not indicative of everyone else's ability to but find it is a quarterback. Of, of half the league, but that's that's what I was going to say. You have to have the guys. Look, all right. So, perfect example. Um, Stefanski comes into Cleveland. You know, he has Mayfield. He didn't draft Mayfield. It's a new GM, Andrew Barry. That's not their guy. They're not tied to them. Matt Rule down in Carolina. You know, you know he – that's you know, Darnold's not his guy. I mean, he didn't draft him. Cam Newton was, Cam, wasn't his guy. So, you, you have to have that continuity because you keep drafting in the top ten, top five. We've done it. The Browns have done it. But you have to have that system where, like the Steelers, like the Ravens, like the Chiefs have been, like the Packers – well, look, this is what we do. These are the players we know will fit in our system. It's going to be the same t- this year as it was last year and four or five years from now. So even with the Cowboys, Blake, I mean, you know, you guys have had some turnover mm-hmm. with the coaching staff. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's what I mean. Rather than getting a college kid in this in this class specifically that you don't know how it's going to translate, you can look at get the end of your starter. There you go. You get, an, get a 10-year starter – Either one of the wide receivers, left tackles, DE, which, you know, those are prime positions. Yeah. Those are all, as we know, if you look at the franchise tags, it's quarterback number one, then it's offensive tackle, edge defensive rushers. edge, yeah. and then either cornerback or wide receivers. That's I, the value. I agree with you on the term, on in terms of the 10 year lifespan. If you're looking at, like, if you're in the top five, top 10, right? We've seen a lot of where, it's like edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher, tackle, mm-hmm. you know, D-line, tackle, tackle, right? That I get. The receiver class is an interesting one because I don't think receivers carry longevity value in the NFL. Um, we haven't seen that from the position in the past. There are a handful, like anything, of greats who do carry longevity value. But for the most part, receivers aren't worth signing unless they are top five number ones on the second contract. So if I'm in the top ten, yeah. if I'm if I'm a, I'm trying to think like 
if I'm a team that needs a quarterback and I'm not sold on the QBs here and I can't get one of the top tackle or edge rushers that fit my profile, like my the scheme, lines. I'm go- I'm not taking a receiver. There. I'm going backwards because receiver's great, but I can get value in terms of not only the production on the field, but the longevity I'm going to keep him and what I'd have to pay him second contract anyway. I can get that value picking 25th with an extra second round pick than I can picking 7th and not having an extra second round pick because receivers, the one position like running back that even though they have more value than they've ever had before now in the league, they still don't have longevity value. They still get turned over, which is what all the six to 10 are debating. We're seeing that with Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams. No They're doubt. the two best receivers in the league. What, which one you want to pick is irrelevant. They are the two best receivers in the league and neither of their teams felt it necessary to pay them. Well, and, and again, I'm going to disagree that with that because they couldn't afford to pay them because the price tag of the wide receivers have gone up. So my point to you is if you think that one of these wide receivers in this draft are the next whatever, you're going to get him on a five-year rookie contract rather than trying to get one of these free agents and blow up your cap. Oh, I agree with with the if, – if it's like I'm not going to go out and pay Tyreek Hill. I agree with that statement. But I just think when you're drafting it, uh, in the top ten, you better have that guy for two contracts – and so part of thinking of that yeah. is if I'm signing a rod, if I'm drafting a receiver in the top 10, if he's not number one on my team, then what am I drafting him in the top 10 for? Because I'm going to have to pay him like he's a wide receiver one. Okay. Well, Chuck, who would you take? Wide receiver wise? No. All right. There's now some debate on the edge rushers. Yeah. All right. With Hutchinson <laughs> coming out of Michigan. And, or maybe you'd go another direction. Walker, I don't know. If you're, if you're the Jaguars, they're going to kick this thing off. Do you? Trey, uh, no, let's say they're not. Who do you draft? Um, if I've got the number one pick, I'm getting Evan Neal, left tackle, what? Alabama. Bam. Because look, the edge rushers this year, and here's my amateur analysis, are not the Bosa brothers. They're not TJ Watt, who actually went later in the first round in the 20s. They're not Miles Garrett. So what you're going to get mm-hmm. is a guy that, I mean, the measurables with Hutchison are not like the Bosa's, the Garrett's. Um, he's not that elite athlete, okay? He's just not. Um, so you're going to pay that money for an edge rusher. I would rather have it for a left tackle, you know, which they need. To protect Trevor. To protect my guy. Uh, and my, and it's, just, it. it's just that's who I would take. Well, he's the biggest asset in the franchise. Yeah, and if not him, you know, the, the OT from NC State, whichever one of the those key. guys. But I'm not spending that kind of money on an edge rusher unless it's, you know, elite status and I just don't see that from Hutchinson. What if Detroit wants a QB and gives Jared Goff one more year in red shirts who Malik or someone Malik Willis or someone? I would be shocked by that. Okay. I I right, think so I, roll I, with golf. I, I would Kneecap Bider needs to win quickly. <laughs> I would yeah, I would I would think that Hutchinson would go second to Detroit okay. in that situation. I know that sounds corny. He's from Michigan. It's da 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 da. But if I was Detroit, I would build my team at the needs that I have. Because you got to try to get to like nine and eight. You have to. Right? I mean, you don't want to get golf. You don't want to get in this. You don't want to get caught in this. Mm. Suck. Or they'll fire him. Mm, I, no. See, oh, this is only year two, Dan right? Dan Campbell? But, but you don't want it. See, here's the problem. You'd like to go four and 13, four and 13, 13 and four. And I know that's somewhat tongue in cheek. I get that it doesn't really work that way. Manning Colts. That well, rarely happens. I know. And my point is not to say that you actually turn around that way. My point is you don't want to get to mediocrity. You right. want to be bad that's, until okay. you can be that's good. That's exactly right. I just right. thought, 
tying him because now we're firing coaches after two years. Yeah. I think he's safe. I don't think barring an over season, if they just take monumental or mo- micro steps forward, I think he's still got another year. All right, what about the? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the blind squirrel theory for the Bengals. They got so lucky when they had you know Joe Burrow. I, you could tell in college what he was going to be. Great kid, athletic. So he's good. right there at one. It was a no brainer. And then this year. They get Jamar Chase, and, you know, the rest is history. I mean, that team was okay. Oh, I know. Uh, but it just those, takes a couple dudes at the right position. I'm telling you. And so, but those – I'm not going to say Jamar Chase. I don't think those two guys are in this draft. I don't. I know Joe Burrow is not in this uh, quality. I, I don't know if – Anybody could match up with Jamar Chase. Uh, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. I mean, Wilson's got great athleticism. He does not have the size as Jamar Chase. Um, Alave's a little smaller. Um, what do you think, Blake? Do you think no, there's a there's Jamar no, Chase? See, the, I agree. This is where I went back to why I wouldn't draft a receiver in the top ten. I don't think there's a guy that I go, this is my franchise receiver for six years. Yeah. As so long it doesn't, doesn't matter if hurt. you get him at 25. It's, a, it's just about the same guy that goes off the board. That's at my point. Uh, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're missing anything. That, All right. Chuck yeah. Mullins, Blake Scott, Bo Bounds on our NFL podcast. The draft is in Vegas. We're excited about it. All right. Now. At Hancock Whitney, it's our mission to help clients achieve their dreams. Our clients are friends and neighbors. They deserve the very best, from financial expertise to five-star service. Visit HancockWhitney.com and let us make your dream our mission. Tell me why the Texans don't go there. The Texans have David Mills. Are you talking about wide receiver or quarterback? quarterback. I was talking about QB. The, I think like David, the, I think or, they're going to roll right. Davis Mills. Um, yep, they are. He actually looked – he looked like a. He was, you know, here's my one game watching him intently was against the Browns and it just didn't go well. But, you know, third round pick uh, was hurt. I think he had 12 games with Stanford, you know, very limited. But then he comes out and weathers the storm. And, you know, I think with the, the, the number of picks that they have over the next three years, I think they have 2,343 picks over the next three years. 18 number one. No, they have, I think they have six. Number one picks in the next three years. Okay, yeah. so oh, that's right. Part of the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson right. trade. Yeah. So right. yeah, so if you if you got Davis Mills and you're like, hey, he's better than anybody in this draft, or, or, just as or good. at if least they think that, or at least there's no one that stands Comp- out right. as better. Right. There you go. Correct. And if we can load up on, and they got a bunch of needs, yep. but if we can yep. load up and say, let's 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 get this guy some skill players. You know, they can go get those wide receivers. Okay. Yep. They can get running backs in the fourth round or something. This it, is the problem that the Browns always ran into. You don't if the quarterback's the engine of the car, you don't put a great engine in a beat up body. The Browns were putting even if some of those engines weren't good, they were trying to put a new engine in really old framework. The the Texans and I think the Bill the Lions are doing the same thing. They're going, Maybe we should build the framework and then put the new engine in after. Okay. Well, it, you know, it, it, again, it's changed so much, and it's taken a decade to go from the 2011 uh, NFLPA and even that draft. And then now it's like in it's like computers. You know how to say computers? Uh, they're generational. It, it happens like every month. It doesn't. Right. NFL has finally got to this point where how do you build a team? And it's changed so much. It used to be the draft and a little bit of free agency, but now people are doing the opposite. No doubt. Except and, the Cowboys, unfortunately. 
Yeah, what is up with the Cowboys? What's this? Isn't a Cowboys discussion? Okay, I'm sorry. No, it is. We're going to get to that. <laughs> well, I, and again, we got a lot and of Cow- you got a lot of Cowboys listeners. You got yes. a lot of Steelers listeners. And you obviously got a lot of Saints listeners. Um, and you know, it's going to be a boring draft for a lot of teams. But like the Cowboys, they're talking about taking a center, I, dude. If I could get that, hell. if I could get that center, and I know, but that's a guy that's going to be there for ten years. That's that's the key. It, and, and I'm you telling you, a good center. He's yeah. a really good center, and it's the center of your offensive line. The interior push, and the Browns have had an interior push since 1978, but it's so important. Look at the Rams with Aaron Donald. If your center cannot keep that interior clean for your quarterback, you must forget about it. Yep. And and that's, that's what why the Giants did well, to Brady. It was in the it's, interior. It was Drew Brees' one weakness. He couldn't, he couldn't handle brilliant. the preference it's, of the middle. It, it, it's, yeah. it's just a per- – exactly. I mean, you have to keep that clean. So – I don't have a problem with a you know spending the first round on a center like that, especially at especially 24. at twenty four. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because that's probably he'll still be around. And y'all are talking about Tyler Linderbaum. He's yep. the center out of uh, Iowa. They they love him. He could. Like he, Chuck said, look, he's a great he may prospect. not be there at twenty four. That's no, the other thing. It would. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of going off my memory, but the Browns drafted a center in the two thousand nine draft. They traded back several times to the Jets. Jets moved up to get Sanchez. Yeehaw, and, baby. And we got Kevin, I mean, we got Alex Mack. You know, that's a Pro Bowl center. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was, and he still is. And I think he plays for either 49ers or Rams. I can't remember which one. But you can't argue with that pick. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best picks we've had. And it's, so what is it, a center? But, you know. And you, they've had a lot of picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I just, <laughs> as a side note, real quick. The uh, NFL is investigating whether the Browns actually uh, intentionally lost games when they were one in thirty-one, and I'm like, did you see the roster? Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser uh, is—I don't know where he's even played, but that I didn't even know some of those guys. He plays for so, the Wendy's Penal League. Yeah, I mean. exactly. Wow, <laughs> um, shots fired. All right, hey, uh, Saints at sixteen, Blake, NFL Chuck. Um, Wait, let, let me let me walk this. So you think no QB in the top ten was he your said thought? He, you would, if you uh, would say Kessler Prime dinner no. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would say no because of the things that so many other needs that they have. Okay, what about so top fifteen. Well, that's what I was about to say. Let's start at eleven and tell me when the QB shows up. Right. So okay, eleven is Washington Commanders. <laughs> okay, I could easily see they just got Carson Wentz. Right. Tra- they gave up some value to get Carson Wentz too. Schrager's got Garrett Wilson. I, I know we've got nine hundred of these guys. Yeah. But, but, Peter Schrager with the NFL Network's got Garrett Wilson. Here's the problem, and I I hate keep going back to this, but is Garrett Wilson better than any quarterback in this draft, positional value-wise? Probably not at receiver. I I I don't know. You don't don't think that if Garrett Wilson gets drafted – He's going to start for his team. Yeah, day one. That's true. Right. Now, he will start That's from day I mean. one. Correct. That is okay, correct. Which, NF, which of these prospective Production. quarterbacks could right now go out and start for one of these horrible top ten teams with the lineups and the, the I think the, the one that would be ready-made is Matt Corral. He's the only one Not that's ready Malik. to step in. I think where you were going earlier is, boy, it'd be great if Malik Willis could redshirt. And plus, you love his – I get it. You right. love his upside. Give him a year to watch. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the problem is if you're drafting in the top 10, 12 with the teams that are there, um, you really don't have a quarterback, and that's why you're drafting the quarterback. So you're going to feel that push to want to start that quarterback. Yep. I mean, that's just how it is. Oh, in the owners, NFL. you know this, this day and age. I know. Uh, owners get nuts. New uh, toy. We got a quarterback. Uh, New toy. Get, you know, and some of them don't even care about a lot of the other stuff that's going on. But as soon as they get a QB, 
when is he getting on the field? That's it. And because the fans want it, they're getting the jerseys. They're at training camp. They're chanting his name over the the, the guy that's there. And and it's how it is. The papers are gearing up and everything. And and you see that. So if if you don't have that, and I I don't think we have it, that could go to those horrible teams and just get in there. Hey, look, if Trevor Lawrence couldn't do it last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, I mean, to be fair, how big a negative was Urban Meyer? I mean, that is, a, that is a podcast in and of itself. It's <laughs> <just> strange. <laughs> and I get that. We'll see. But I mean, with his talent, yeah. Trevor's grade was good. Like his actual performance wasn't necessarily terrible. That team was just so they, bad. They did. And, and so, but I look at a lot of these teams like mm-hmm. Washington, like Carolina. Um, and, you know, I just think they'd be better served. Minnesota's fine with Kirk Cousins at sure. 12. And, and f- keep going down because I think this is the, know, the Texans. You mentioned I, David Mills. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens are fine. Well, they're they're going to get. The Eagles. They're riding with her. So the Sugar. Eagles, they're not right taking now. a QB. So then you get to 16. So the, that so would same. be crazy. I don't think it'll happen, but that'll be There's crazy. There's no way we get to 16 without a QB No, taken. I don't think so. I agree. I'm betting the other way. Yep, I agree. Well, when the run starts, and look, all I can say is, as a, as a fan of a team that picks in the second round, I hope all these quarterbacks go in the first round and they push the talent down. I want the edge rushers. Yep. I want the wide receiver. I want yeah. Sky Moore. I want those guys to be there. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. in the second round. But but somebody's gonna it, it's gonna happen every year. Somebody does it. Somebody will surprise us in the top ten. Absolutely, every year. Somebody will trade up. Or yep. trade up. Boy, what a wasted year to do that, too. Well, we talk about what the Bears did with Mitchell Trubisky yep. and how bad <laughs> a trade up that was. But holy crap, what a bad year to trade up for QB. And that's the whole point of you saying that if you were in the top 10, you would want to trade back. Hell Who yeah. Who trading up? Some listen, <laughs> listen, listen. As a Cleveland Browns fan, you should know there's always a dumbass there's, everywhere. There's always <laughs> one team. That's right. But if I'm, you can sell it, if you and I, I just like I don't see any quarterback in this in it that you that you would trade up for. Fair enough. But but all I gotta have is one team take the but quarterback. I, I want to hold you to this. You're no on the top ten on a Correct. state dinner. Yes, I'm no. Yes or no on top fifteen. I don't see uh, somebody's gonna do it. The top fifteen. Yeah, I'm not no that doubt. stupid. So you're uh, yes. So it's going to be a yes. Blake, you're, you're oh, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm yes, I'm top still, 10. I'm still, I might be yes, top 10. I'm yes, top 10. I might, because here's my thing. I'm fairly certain Carolina doesn't want to draft a QB, but I'm also fairly certain Matt Rule thinks his job depends on it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he goes pick it at six because of the historical tie between the two mm. and mm. and that he takes a QB at six. If he... If we get to Carolina and they don't take a QB, then I get nervous if I bet, yes, a QB takes in the top 10. Because outside of Carolina, unless someone trades up, I don't see Seattle taking a QB. And anybody else in the top 10 would have to trade up. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I, I can't – I'm not going to dispute what you said. It, it, it's just that when I look at this draft and I look at the quality I – mean, real good quality. Edge rushers and wide receivers and, and some of the line, you're all over. I mean, and that makes, that's where the talent is. It, and it is. So, all right, anyway. so, so offensive tackles, mm-hmm. edge rushers, wide receivers, loaded. 18, 17, 18 of those guys, combined positions will go first round. Okay. Almost That's, every mock draft has some combination of edge and tackle as the top three picks. Which won't happen 
But I get what Ooh, I don't know. This year it might actually okay, happen. Okay, yeah. maybe the no, Lions yeah. and the Texans hold two. Okay. No, the, the Lions are not drafting a QB at number two. I'll say, I, mean, I would not, put, not yeah. entertain someone coming up and, and doing something. But I'm with Chuck. The only trade-up value comes in the back half of the top Fair ten. Fair enough. It's not the so, top So half. we're not going to have any in the – I don't think it's in the back, but I don't think it's in the top ten. I see where you're going. One through five, but nobody if the moves. Saints, probably not them. But if the Steelers get nervous, maybe them. Yeah, they may after the first eight to ten picks say, "What do we need to do but to make sure we get our?" What guy? if Cleveland cuts Baker Mayfield? Because then he's free. Something's going to have to. going to have to roll on that. I, 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 I honestly, and I hate to see it happen. I could see the Browns packaging up. Lamar Hunt and Baker to get draft capital to make that entire. That's why they're looking to sign their backup. Kareem, Kareem Hunt? Johnson, Kareem Hunt. I'm sorry. Okay, no, I'm just Lamar Hunt, Lamar Hunt owns, the owns the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, the Lombardi man. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Kareem and, Hunt, and, the backup running back. I, yeah, second got it. Running back. Yeah. And I can see that happening. Talking about the value, of, and he's got a great contract for teams. I hate to see him go. I think he brings a lot to the table, but. The back half of the draft, now this is going to be interesting, that if these quarterbacks start to slide like a Corral, like a Malik, like a Pickett, like a Ritter, um, somebody's going to trade up into the first round yeah. and, and get one like of those quarterbacks. Like 23. You're yeah, going to trade yeah, up to 23 yeah, yeah. and okay. get that guy. And, and, yeah. and, say, well, and then up. there is value. There, there is, is value. value. If I can trade up and get a Corral or a Pickett at 22, yep. 24, 26, that's value picking. That would be. They won't be there, but I get where you're going. Yeah, it's going to be. I love. I love the. I, maybe I'm wrong. I like that approach, though. I think one of them will going. be there. I just don't think. Well, okay, one of the three may be. There. I think we Fair get enough. two picks in the top twenty. But I still believe what what Chuck said earlier that once one is taken, it's going to the run, run is on. <laughs> but the problem is there's no I think GM and owner. I think owners actually are over. They're, they're looking over their GM's yeah. shoulder, yeah, and they don't do it on any other picks. But they're like. Malik Willis just went off the board. I, I, <laughs> what I, did we do? With? I saw a great mock that from a respected guy that we all follow, and I can't remember the name, but it's one of those guys. And he had the lines going, Malik Willis, number two overall. And I couldn't argue with anything that he said because you got a red shirt built in season. Mm -hmm. You got your quarterback. Okay. They were very competitive in games they played last year. They actually oh, were. They, I, went, they, they lost everything by like three to yeah, five points. And I'm not saying that, oh, man, you were almost there, but I watched a lot of their games. Um, in the last minute, they just right. couldn't close. I got something on that. Uh, Chuck Mullins, Blake Scott, Out of Bounds Show NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. If Dan Campbell and the – I don't know who he is, but the general manager of the Detroit Lions, they may be thinking, hey, if we can sell our owner on – because they could get fired at the end of the year. If we can sell him on, hey, we're going to take Malik Willis and redshirt him. So if the Jared Goff thing doesn't work out – Maybe we get we buy ourselves one more year. You know these people That's, think like that. Well, Spillman was the Detroit Lions general manager. Great, uh, his brother Chris Spillman. Oh, Ohio uh, State, and he got fired already. Brad Holmes is the yeah. They got, got a new so they got a new GM. Okay, and that mindset is you know not bad. But I'm just thinking he's got the highest ceiling in the draft. He's that Mahomes ish, uh, and and the the bar was set yet last year. When uh, the 49ers took the guy from North Dakota State. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Redshirt. It's, and it's just letting redshirt. And it's, like I said, teams are, are, are building differently uh, through the draft, a lot more through free agency to get to be Super Bowl contenders. So watch that Lions pick at number two. 
And if it if something happens there to where they're just, you know, that could be the run on the quarterback. Okay, that will be wild. That would be if fun. If they don't go edge rusher. Yeah. All right. Depending on what happens with with Walker and 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 Hutchinson, if they if they do that, it's on. The the, the Lions pick second and they pick thirty second. Most of the mocks I've seen. Has, Yep. Matt Corral. Most going, of the mocks, he will not be on the board. Most of the mocks State have down. the Lions taking a QB at 32, not at two. Yeah, okay. I saw that. I just saw that one mock, and it was kind of interesting because they have a great wide receiver. The Lions uh, had a great wide receiver, so they've got some parts there. Um, and they just signed the guy out of was it Miami? Did they sign Devonte Parker? They just signed oh. another guy, so they've got some talent. They've that team is not as far off as like a actual like the Jacksonville Jaguars are or. <laughs> Or maybe even like an, another t- the Seahawks now. Seahawks might have one of the worst rosters in the league at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't put anything past. What um, if Seattle pulls one at nine? I don't. You know, I'm not saying no, but like Blake said, no value. You know, well, I'll tell you, they've got a lot. If they if they don't have somebody to throw to Metcalf, and they don't right okay. now. He's going to be don't hold- badmouth Geno Smith like that. Well, I, hey Geno, Geno <laughs> actually looked good. Yeah, Drew Locke, yeah, Drew they Locke. got Drew Locke today. But I mean, Denver. I'd rather have when Geno came in when uh, Russ was hurt. He looked really good in the game. Uh, you know, limited play. But if I'm a, if I'm a wide receiver in the NFL today, and I'm looking to see all my friends look at AJ Brown, he's getting a little he's getting a little upset. Oh, oh. I hate to do the little hey, Robert De Niro from Goodfellas get a little upset, but. He's getting antsy. But they want, I don't blame him. They want the production so they can get those contracts. I've got Drew Lockett throwing to me. What do you think I'm going to get next year? Nothing. Ryan Tannehill is what he is. And he is. And but he's d- it also brings up to the point what you're talking about, A.J. Brown and now D.K. Metcalf, is receiver value is at an all-time high, but they also recognize that it's peaking. It and is. the amount of people <laughs> that play high-level receiver is about to go through the roof, which means value will come down. It has to. Everything. You would think so. It, it's like the markets, the housing market, or anything else. It can only hold so much. Why pay you? <laughs> why pay receiver A a top flight contract when I can just go draft his replacement in the draft and he's as productive? Because now receivers which are coming. Which is what the Cowboys with did the with Amari Cooper. Cooper. Correct. Which and and in theory, it's what the Packers and the Chiefs decided to do with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. They said. Y'all are amazing. Your contract is too high. We can replace production through a group of people. You know, and and, and, and look, I'm not you know, the Andy Reid model there in Kansas City. You can't argue with the offense. Uh, but having watched Tyreek Hill and Mahomes work and, and there was broken plays and him just throwing the ball up and Tyreek fine. That's going to be hard to replace. Yeah. I don't care. And he's, he's the fastest person I've ever seen on a football field. Um, so – Maybe it'll work. I'm not going to dispute Andy Reid and his uh, what he can do out there, but uh, I really am. I'm really pushing for a big run on quarterbacks. That'd be fun, but I just don't see it. And I think teams are just. It's going to be 2013 draft. Yep. Which is great. I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But um, a, a lot of value. Different now, though, from 13 position wise, but not the two you've referenced in in ta- uh, offensive tackles and edge rushers, but. The game has already changed since 2013 with oh my wide gosh. receivers. I mean, look, if, if you're not getting guys that can put the ball in the end zone, you better be finding guys that can cover the guys. Exactly. So your cornerbacks, that's why Sauce is going to go top five no probably. Uh, they and gotta, Stingley, I mean, he's going to oh be gosh. off early. And you got to have this edge rushers. And I think the interior, I think, I'm going to tell you something. Um, uh, the yeah. guy that I've got a, uh, is the kid from um, 
the interior that has the – honestly, I think Jordan Davis has the potential to be the best player in this draft. Really? I do. I'm surprised that you're hitting Well, your because where does he play? Interior, closest to the ball. Mm-hmm. With his size and athleticism, if he can crush the pocket like Don- Donald does – I mean, Aaron Donald has made <laughs> a lot of money doing what he's doing. He was drafted number 13, 12 overall. And I just see a lot of that type Fletcher of person. Fletcher Cox, the year that the Philadelphia – now, he was in his prime, right. Chuck. He was 25, 26 years old, yeah. Blake. That year during that run, he blew up mm-hmm. the interior of the offensive line all the way through the playoffs. That and a, Aaron Donald, obviously, has been great and, at that, and too. And I, I just think that those you – know, everybody wants the edge, the edge. But if you can get that same production from the middle – Man, you're, so I see that happening. Same with Chris Jones. I know they move him around, Blake. Yeah. But he, the, no. the Super Bowl run from two years ago, well, or whatever it's, it's, it was, they had him in the interior during certain down and distance, yeah. and he did a great job it, blowing stuff It's the up. adaptation of the NFL. We see it in every facet of the game, so are we surprised we see it here? Edge rushers blew up with Lawrence Taylor and everything that subsequently sure. happened after that. So what was the response from the other side of the ball? Well, let's just develop the offensive tackle position at a, at a level we've never done before. Okay, so we did that. Right tackle, left tackle became insane positions. Well, then what was the defense's response in turn? Okay, well, let's develop interior rushers. Now you're seeing the Aaron Donalds, the Fletcher Coxes, even guys moved in. And if you talk to Drew Brees, if you talk to Tom Brady, if you talk to any of these QBs, even some of the mobile ones, but especially the less mobile ones. Edge rusher all day. Give me an edge... I'll take going up against a Von Miller or a Bosa all day because I can step up. Yep. I can manipulate. The one thing I cannot react to is pressure up the middle. I can't go anywhere, and I can't do it fast enough because it happens Y'all saw Jeffrey Simmons kept the Titans in the game, the NFL game, the Correct. Uh, playoff game they Correct. lost. Jeffrey Simmons will make a ton of money in his career if he stays healthy because he plays a position that is now of utmost priority. And they couldn't do anything on offense. It's exactly what the um, – um, when Mahomes, they, got, they were blown out um, – a couple years in the in the Super Bowl, um, yeah, by the Patriots. They got the now that would be impossible. No, uh, uh, the Buccaneers. No, yeah, sorry, Bu- Buccaneers. I Buccaneers. was thinking Tom Brady. <laughs> I was thinking Tom Brady. And I <laughs> well, said, you're, but you're right. And I could. I was. They had it. They had interior push. Right. And they shut him down. It was thirty-one no, six. There's nowhere you can go. No. You can't react to interior pressure. But here's my second. I, I want to go back to this because I want your opinion on okay. this before we wrap up. You mentioned the 13 draft. The first quarterback was taken at number 16, EJ Manuel. He was the only QB in the in the first round. Again, it's it's a remarkable thing. Okay, right. it really. So is. I have two questions off of this. One, does a QB go prior to 16? You said in the 15th, so you believe yes to that. I just wanted to reiterate, 16 is the longest we've had in modern football to wait for a QB, EJ Manuel. But in 2014. I think that draft actually more mimics this draft. And Give me here's a reference why. point real quick. Who was overall? Jadavian Clowney went number okay. one. Okay. And we don't have a Clowney, although you could argue we might in production Overrated. level because Clowney, exactly, because Clowney never produced what he was thought to be. Then you had Greg Robinson, the tackle, mm. and then you had Blake Bortles go number three. Ooh, here's the QBs who went in 2014. Blake Bortles went number three. Okay. The second quarterback off the board did not go until you know who it is. You know who it is. Cleveland Menzel? 22. God Cleveland dang. went to Johnny Menzel. Okay. Uh, right. Johnny Menzel I just threw up in my mouth. Damn, yeah. I, didn't think, I didn't realize it was that big of a gap. And then the next quarterback and only the third one taken in the first round, and this is why I think it very much mimics what we could see on Thursday, is Teddy Bridgewater went 32nd overall hey, to Minnesota. Wow. So you had three QBs, and they went three. 
um, 22 and 32. And so that does prove Mike Dettelier's point of just because a team takes a QB doesn't always mean there's a run. It's too different today than 2014. Yes and no. I would argue that it's the same because people weren't high on that draft class of QBs and and everything. I can only go with what research I'm given because I'm not in the front offices. All the research I see says that the NFL is not high on these QBs. I, I totally agree with that. And and not saying that these guys cannot develop. Correct. Not but, that they can't, but what the NFL is telling me they believe about them. And I don't think there's smoke screens. I honestly believe this is one of the – maybe 2014 is the, the draft look at, but there's no consensus number one quarterback, and I can't remember the last time that happened. I uh, agree. I agree wholeheartedly. The 13-14 draft, they both really grab what this draft But we draft also brings. know they're, they're – there are some franchises out there that like their guy right now as we speak. They they like Malik Willis or mm-hmm. or Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. Oh, I, I, if if one and of those guys are there want, for the Steelers at twenty, yeah, they're in. I mean, they'd be like, they'd fall right to them. That's exactly what they like to do. I wonder if they've just decided you're not whoever, trusting Trubisky. Well, I mean, <laughs> but they've got a great well, <laughs> uh, team friendly two year deal. Absolutely, yeah. and you've got um, uh, Rudolph behind him. And so they can bring this kid in with no pressure, be third, learn, great system. We've been doing it forever. So settle in. All right, we're going to do this again next week um, before we go to Vegas. It'll de- depend on if we can uh, get Chuck Mullins out of uh, a courtroom. But we'll work <laughs> on that. Chuck Mullins, Blake Scott, Bo Bounds, NFL podcast on the Out of Bounds show. Blake and I will be in Vegas. Can't wait to see what shakes out. It's on record. Chuck does not have a quarterback going in the top 10, but he does in the top 15. We're all on the same page there. I got top 10. You got top 10. All right, there we go. And appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Give me a T-shirt, guys. There you go. Chuck Mullins on the Out of Bounds show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And, uh, again, Blake and I will be in Las Vegas on Thursday at the draft. I can't wait. I've never been. I'm going to be like a six-year-old kid on Christmas Eve uh, before Santa Claus shows up and we'll be having drinks and hopefully uh blake will not hurt anybody after the dallas cowboys pick at the uh 24th pick in the nfl draft thanks for listening we'll see you tomorrow This NFL Draft Podcast is presented by Hancock Whitney Bank and HancockWhitney.com. Your dream, our mission. At Hancock Whitney, this is our guiding principle. Visit HancockWhitney.com. Your dream, our mission. At Hancock Whitney, this is our guiding principle. And frankly, it's not hard to live up to because we care. We care because this community is our community and our clients, our friends and neighbors. They deserve the very best, and they get it. From financial expertise to five-star service, tell us about your dreams, and we'll make it our mission to help you achieve them. Visit HancockWhitney.com today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.